Welcome back to the Win Big Podcast. This is Tyler here with Steven. With us tonight is Maddox and Tatum. Uh, let's get into a new podcast. How's it going tonight, Steven? Man, it's going good, dude. It's a little chilly outside. It's cold. And Frigid we, cold. And we haven't done this in a really long time. It's been a while. We need to get back at it. And it's a, yeah. what better way than being iced in? Yeah. Same time as it was this time last year also, by the way. Right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was right before the Super Bowl. We were iced in. And we had our very first, first podcast. The, was it the weekend before the Super Bowl or was it Super it, Bowl Sunday? It was Super Bowl Sunday. So we're right there at a year since we have started this podcast. Now, I know we've not been... Probably as consistent as we should have, but there's life and uh, actual real jobs and things of that nature that that keep us from being on all the time. Um, but we'll try to we'll try to get back at it the best we can. Yeah, we're just trying to make it in life, you know. It's a good job we only have about four fans, so we're not going to get. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, we're not. Like, you know, it's not like anybody's. Yeah, it's not like anybody's losing sleep waiting for us to come on or anything. No, and not that we have anything important to say. Not really. Yeah, not really. I just wanted everyone to know, though. Um, for those who did listen to the podcast, I did predict the Cowboys would lose to the Jaguars. It's about the only thing oh, I can yeah. hang my hat on right now. And you were, if they don't Very lay close. an egg against Washington, Dude. you would have been exactly... On the number. Because you picked 13 and 4. I did. On the number. And I think I picked 10 and 7, so I was off anyway. Mm. Well, we got, uh, we got two uh, special guests. That's we're right. joined with uh, two of the Hankins children. <laughs> that would be uh, Tatum and Maddox. Tatum, how you doing? Good. Good. Maddox? Great. Right on. Yeah, good and a great. Can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, that's about as good as we're going to get anyway. Oh, yeah. We're not exactly very eventful. No. We're not yeah. the life of any party. I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not. Oh, man. So, Tatum, to get going here, because I know that you will ramble on about this. What is your overview of the Cowboys season? Not just last week, but in general. What do you mean? Like what 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 did you take away from the Cowboys season? Yeah. We went 12 and 5, won a playoff game, got beat a couple weeks ago by the Niners. Like overall though, are you are you okay with that? Are you good with that? Yeah. There you go. Wish Dak would cut down the interceptions. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure anybody would ask for that yeah. right now. Here here's my deal mm. to piggyback on that. I would like to go back and look how many picks he's had in a year because that that was way more. That's so what we got to think about is is that just that's not the outlier. Hopefully that's just a one time deal, right? Well, you got to hope that this was just a season of him coming back from back to back years of injury. Is the finger right? Mm-hmm. Is that causing some of this like inaccuracy in the football? I mean, there's a few things you can look at that. Cowboys homers are always going to tell you, like, you know, it's something else. Yeah. But I don't know. He didn't look right. <clears throat> he did had sparks of talent throughout the year. It's really hard to sit there and say that he's not a good quarterback. Isn't he an elite quarterback? Nah. I don't think you join the elite quarterback conversation until you're in a big-time game or a championship game, unless you're somebody like Joe Burrow. Yeah. Or if yeah. you're someone like Patrick Mahomes. Or if you're, uh, I mean, questionably – Mm, you yeah, could, and, and you, you honestly question. put hurts there, right? Because me so. and Tatum actually had this conversation the other day. Like, to me, you have Mahomes and Burrow, mm-hmm. and then there's this second tier, right? right? 
With like, like and Josh Allen even falls in that because mm-hmm. he's not made it to a championship game yet either. No, but so he's been consistent. He's been consistent. He has. He, they've been consistently good. They've won a playoff game or two. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been able to get over the hump either. So, like, you have those two. And Hurts, I think I'll have to see it for another year or so before yeah. I would put him in that category. But then you have this other category that I think where um, Allen's at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to throw Hurts in there, you can. Um, yeah. If you want to throw the plethora of 49ers quarterbacks in there, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you want to do that, that or not. they got sitting back there. Um, but, you know, does Dak fall into that category? Or is he below that where – because to me – if I had to say it right now, he's he's better than Cousins. Yep, I think it's fair. But maybe not as productive as the other three. Um, but I don't know. Tom Tom will tell. And I know I say Tom, but I mean he has been playing for a few years now. But so then the question becomes right when you look at last season, this season, the Cowboys consistently, in terms of offensive production, holistically, whole season. They're a top five offense. Yeah. Points, yards. So that alone, it, it. what I don't want to see happen, the quick way to break this down is I don't want Dak Prescott to fall into the Tony Romo category. Yeah. Unbelievable talent, never got you anywhere. Yeah. Has all the stats, doesn't win you big games. That's the, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Is that where he's going to – is he going to be another one of those? And arguably – I can live with that, I guess, for a short term because, like you and I have talked about before, the gap between Aikman to Romo was so long and it was a drought unlike any other. Yeah. Really, really bad. Yeah, and that's that's my deal. Like, people can say they want to get rid of Dak or do this or do that. Mm-hmm. My deal is he's going to get you 9, 10, 11, 12 wins a year. He's going to get you right there on the fringe or in the playoffs. So you almost have to live with that because there's other organizations that would kill for that. Yeah. And but you know, and then you hope that you hit stride and you can get two, three game stretch where your offense is just locked and loaded because I think your defense is going to be fine. Yeah. Um, especially with Quinn coming back. Yeah, defense um, stays stout. You know, you're going to get your other cornerback that got hurt. Um, you know, halfway through the year, you'll get him back. Plus, all, a lot of these young guys got a chance to play, like Bland and some of them. They're going to even be better. Your safeties are a okay. They're actually really good. Yeah. They're physical, um, and I have been the biggest Vander Esch hater there is. Um, I've not been. That dude. Um, <laughs> he showed up. He showed up pretty much all year, and when he was not in there for a couple of games, the run defense got very mm-hmm. tricky. I know early on it was tricky, but that's also trying to figure out your scheme and how you want to you know, do this, that, and the other. Um, but he's going to be – I think you have to – you know pay that guy to a certain extent and get him to stay around because, you know, Anthony Barr is not going to come back probably. Um, you got a younger guy in Clark at at linebacker, but he's not quite ready to take those reins in. Um, you just lost your linebacker, Coach. Yeah, that's true. I would probably get on the horn with Sean Lee and see if he'd come good. I'd bring him in in a heartbeat. Let's, try, let's do something here before I go on what, what I hate about Cowboys fans. As a Cowboys fan, I'm going to get on that. But before mm-hmm. we get to that point, Maddox, we're going to try something. We're gonna have a uh, we're gonna do a round table, quick short sweet, full season long, one player that you stand up, cowboy stand up, and one player that your cowboy stand down, somebody that you would be okay letting go. So one player that you really need to think you need to keep around and one player that you think needs to go. 
to keep around, I say you got to keep Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to let go is probably Zeke. Ooh, challenging. Yeah. All right, okay. let him go. One stand-up player that you'd like to see stick around as a cowboy. One and player and that you'd give, like to I'll let go. I'll give you this. I should have gave this to Max, but I'll give you this. Guys that are also free agents right now that you could lose. Okay. Vander Esch. Uh, the tight end. And Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two guys you could lose. You have you have to possibly restructure Zeke's deal. Um, but anyway, who would you think you have to absolutely keep? I don't know. You got to say something. I I think instead of Michael Parsons, keep Schultz. Okay, I mean that's. I think it's fair. That's. I fair. say keep Ceedee C- Lamb because. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Who mm. would you just get rid of? Or that you think that you... Who let the team down this year? I'll probably say the same as Maddox, get rid of Zeke. Mm. Okay. I mean, my deal is Pollard's on the... Pollard could be a free agent. Um, I'm not... The more I think about it, I don't know how... You know, the new age NFL, I think there is more running and defense than there has been in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know he's going to be coming off that broken leg, but I think Pollard, you have to keep Pollard. Um, just because I don't think you can go through and lose both running backs and then try to replace him. Now, you probably could, but Pollard's proven that he can he can go right now, mm-hmm. like at any second. And Turn I think the you jets. have to keep that guy. Um Ooh, who to let go? I mean, who would you not? I mean, Zeke doesn't have to come back for me. Um, I think if he does, it needs to be really cheap. Um, but I'm not. I'm not opposed to thinking you have to have um, Dalton Schultz just because you have those two guys, mm. those two young guys. I love what he does. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you saw, you know, Blake Jarwin was the same way, and then you got rid of him, and Schultz stepped in. Yeah, for sure. Now a lot of that's going to be on. Who's the new offensive coordinator? Yep. Is is McCarthy going to take over the play calling? Or are they are they big time heavy tight end packages like the Cowboys were this year? Or do they go to a complete different realm of like, hey, we have to get other receivers in here because we're not going to use the tight ends as much. That's just all unknown, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, staying true to stand up player for me. All year long, someone who stood out, got to keep him around, uh, been dependable all year, minus probably the last two to three games of the season, Dalton Schultz got to come back. Unless you go, you know, unless you take production by mass, right, mm-hmm. where you pick in a couple that can balance the load a little bit, sure, whatever. But he's got to come back. In terms of letting someone go, um, I'm not going to say that I think we could probably bring everybody back. So I don't think there's anybody that I would let go. What I would do, though, is I think in terms of star down player for me or, you know, stand down player this year on his return has been Gallup. I don't think he's strong enough as a solid wide out. No. Um, I don't know where his contract is right now, but I don't think he's 
what happened when you lost Amari Cooper is Amari Cooper ran so many such good routes mm-hmm. that it freed up CeeDee Lamb when they were covering. When you bring in that safety, that high safety to cover route, or you play them deep, you're covering an extra man on any route that Amari Cooper runs, it frees up CeeDee Lamb, whether you put him in a slot or a wide-out position. Definitely think throughout his college career he always played a slot. He's really, really effective there, but he can also catch a deep ball better than most receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. When he lost that, CeeDee Lamb goes to number one. You don't have a productive number two. No. You just don't have it. Mm-mm. So the failure in the Cowboys' offense, to me, was this secondary offensive receiver. By far, it's the worst. I've, I mean, it just wasn't good. It wasn't productive enough. Mm-mm. So then following that up, here's what frustrates me about Cowboys fans. I don't know when the expectation of a Cowboys fan turned into, we have to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's get something straight here. The last time you were in a Super Bowl was 1995. Correct. So in 1995 to current, you haven't made a Super Bowl. How about we just focus on consistency first, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about getting over the hump. See, I, I agree You're, with that. I think we've gotten so – like, we went how many ever years – I mean, we, we let – we let dang Jason Garrett stay right here and go 800, I mean 500. Yeah, for years. For years and years and years. And we were, at the end of the year, we may complain about it, but then we just went and did the same thing, same thing, same thing. Mm-hmm. Now you have McCarthy in there. First year, COVID year, Dak gets yep. hurt early. Yep. The defense was atrocious. Didn't have a great year. But then you saw what he's done with this team. And what, to me, McCarthy went 12-5 and five last year. Got beat in the playoffs. This year they go 12-5, win a playoff game, then get beat again. But to me, what he did when Dak was out mm-hmm. till he came back, like, yes, you can say that the defense, you know, Held got him. him through that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't tell me that Cooper Rush got you through that because your offense is ranked like 27th in the league when he was in yep. there. And then when Dak comes back the rest of the year, they're like in the top five. So don't tell me it was because of Cooper Rush. That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, your, your, your eye test is completely off if you thought that that was the case. Yeah, but you have – I think you have to keep Dak around. Whether you like him or not or whatever, like he's shown that he can get you in the playoffs or at least on the fringe of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep him around. Um, and just keep and just keep building. Build that consistency. Um, you see what happens in – now, again, I know there's there's different levels of consistency, right? But you see what's happened in Kansas City. You see what's happened in Cincinnati. You see what's happened even in Buffalo. When you just let those – keep the same coaches, get the quarterback. You're Yes, there's always pieces that move because there's a salary cap in the NFL. Yep. But you're able to just continue being right there in the mix. And at the end of the day, all you ever ask for is to be in the mix. Yeah. And I told this to Tatum the other day. Because we were sitting in the truck, or we were driving somewhere. I was like, like at the end of the year, there's only one fan base that's not disappointed. Yeah, there's only one. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Like, being a fan sucks. Yeah, out of 30. But what is at the end of the teams? day, well, there are 32 teams. 32 teams, yeah. yeah. One, yeah. So there's 31 that are disappointed at the end of the mm-hmm. year. Yep. But you could go back to between Aikman and Roma where we couldn't buy five, six, seven no. wins. No. Yeah. Or you just Awful. live with where we're at now <laughs> where – Okay, we can get to the playoffs, and then you just hope you get hot because at the end of the day, that's what it is. And you look at the Niners and the Bengals, both of them had like 11 or 12-game winning streaks to end the year. Well, mm-hmm. they're not there either. No. 
you just gotta they gotta stop like that's that's the thing i'm gonna and i'd call out any 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 cowboys fan across where whether they live in dallas texas or whether they live in freaking philadelphia cheating on us with eagles you you can't sit here and tell me that you think that you would rather have dealt with jason garrett going 500 every single season to go in two back-to-back seasons winning for the first time in forever yeah, and think that Coach McCarthy is not the right fit here or sit here and tell me that I'd be okay losing Dak Prescott because he threw an interception in a questionable... Okay, people do it all the time. Yeah, The uh, difference uh, is you got so much money in him yeah, and you can't move on from him. And oh, by the way... Consistently since he's been a Dallas Cowboy, he's won you a lot of yeah, games. and you can say, well, you paid him that money. Well, guess what? It's the day of this day of NFL. You yeah. have to pay your quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you can't say, oh, well, we're paying him too much money. Guess what? <laughs> at some point, everybody's about to pay that quarterback that much money. And you may have caught him at a good time because some of these other guys are probably going to get more than that. Yeah. Because you, just the yep. way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody else, and, and granted, nobody should have questioned his contract. But, dude, Patrick Mahomes pretty much signed his life to – the Kansas City Chiefs, ten mm-hmm. years, five hundred million dollars. I mean, he's 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 a he's a chief for life mm-hmm. at this point, right? So, but nobody questioned that contract at five hundred million dollars for ten years. I mean, break it down if you don't include any bonuses, if it's guaranteed or whatever. That's fifty million a year. You pay Dak ten million dollars less than that, like uh, fair yeah. compensation based on where the market was. And oh, by the way, he led you to a playoff game. Oh, by the way, took you to. Um, Green Bay and almost won a game in Green Bay. And that's hard to win in Lambeau. Yeah. And then, yes, you lose a playoff game, but now he's won a playoff game, took you to, took you to the arch enemy of the Cowboys, took you to San Francisco playing against the 49ers, which has been a rivalry for years, and really y- you lost by a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, y- you also held the 49ers, who are pretty good offensively, to 20, under 20? Yeah. You held them 19 to 19 points. points. Yeah. I mean, you can't ask for better than that. Now, what no. the difference is, yes, you got to go put up offensive numbers, but your defense held them to 20 points. Yes, there was a couple of mistakes down the stretch, but there's also a few misses on both sides of the ball that you oh, could yeah. come back, and oh, yeah. hindsight's always 20-20. Well, but. you know, like Diggs could have picked that ball off mm-hmm. in the end zone before they scored, but also uh, when it was 19-12 to 12 and the very first play, their guy dropped a pick six. So, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have the – that's going to happen throughout the course of a four-quarter game. But my deal is people got to think about this. The Chiefs paid Mahomes. They had to get rid of one of the best receivers in the league. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In Tyreek Hill. But then they were able to puzzle it together around that. Make it work. The Bengals are in good shape right now, but what happened, as soon as they have to pay Burrow, those three receivers aren't going to be back. But you can't pay those you can't three pay receivers, no. Hurts gets paid pennies. Yeah, because he's right rookie. now. But when yeah. as soon as that happens, like now the Eagles have to research. So a lot of these teams that are there right now, it's because their quarterbacks are younger. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be like that forever. No. And I'll take the Cowboys situation right now over some of the other ones, just for the simple fact that we've already paid him. Now we can restru- like either restructure or look at the rest of the roster where some of these other teams are having to go get it right now because as soon as they have to pay those guys, like now yeah. what happens with Yeah, it's going to open everybody? up. It's going to open up. I mean, you, you if you restructure Zeke's deal, I think you can keep him around. I still think you need to draft another running back. I think you need to cause some competition at the running back position. I think Pollard's earned his spot. 
but I think you need to draft another running back. I think you need to bring in another stud wide receiver, an absolute stud wide receiver. Yeah. You need another CD lamb that you can pick up that, oh, by the way, is not costing you a whole lot of money. You need that. And it's going it, to, I think that's the missing piece because right now, Dak's having to depend so much on CD getting open mm -hmm. or he's having to throw these little short dink passes to a tight end mm -hmm. that's having to play these weird slots or, you know, out routes yeah. and no that offense, are not going anywhere. Dalton Schultz is not. Travis Kelsey or no. Kittle, those, He's not, those guys don't. Dude, those, those guys, guys can catch around. it and go score. Like he just doesn't have that speed, right? Which you're not asking him to. But no. at the same time, it's just that's that's what you're dealt with. But he's very capable tied in. And the good part is you had three of those guys, mm -hmm. and those two rookies are are pretty good too. Yeah, um, Hendershot yeah. had some had some moments too, though. Yeah, Hendershot had some pretty no good doubt. moments. No doubt. Yeah, man. Naturally, as a Cowboys fan, for years now we've been disappointed pretty early. But it's okay. Yeah. I'll take the season collectively as a whole, and I'll say there's some positives to take right away. Now, the, the best positive to take away is we're in the NFC and not the AFC. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you right now. Well, some people would turn around and say that if you had been in the AFC, you might have had a better chance. I mean, you could have. I mean, the NFC, I just, the NFC was pretty A lot of times the best quarterback is going to win you football games, mm -hmm. and when you're having to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Josh Allen or – Burrow or Mahomes, and if you want to throw uh, Trevor Lawrence in the mix, he was in it this year. Um, Tre Trevor Lawrence looked good, man. I mean, you want to throw those four in the mix, crap gets tricky in the AFC. Like, it gets very hard mm -hmm. where in the NFC you have Brady that's probably close to his way out. Yeah. You have Aaron Rodgers that can't have much left in the tank. No, there's um, no way. I'll take us over Kirk Cousins any day. Mm -hmm. I'll take us over Daniel Jones any day. Mm -hmm. uh, Washington is a dumpster fire, like always. They're yeah. going to play good defense. I, they do have some weapons. What are they going to do at their quarterback position? Who knows? Um, now, if they go get them a quarterback that's really consistent, look out. Because yeah. we played them twice this year. We could not run the ball on them at all. No. No, they did, they, they, they did enough to hold that back for sure. I mean, it was there was a lot of questionable moments during both of those and games. And the Falcons aren't close. The Saints aren't close. The Panthers aren't close. No. Um, the the Bears aren't close. The Lions, that's who scares me. Oh, dude. I, Coming I, back look. next year, uh, the Lions would scare me. Luckily, we're not in the NFC North, but people need to look out for them. Yep. Um, the Rams are going to have to revamp that whole deal. Well, they paid, they paid a whole bunch of money. Yeah. So this is what happens, right? You had a team that went to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They lost, right? Yep. And then they came back. A couple years later and won A couple it. years later and they won. And now they're about to have to scrap the whole deal. Yeah, probably. so really top heavy. Mm -hmm. Invested a lot of money. You, you get under a lot of that contract by getting rid of, um, what's his name, and sending him to Detroit, bringing in Stafford that won you a Super Bowl. You kind of got out of a lot of that contract yep. out of Jared Goff. But you still paid a boatload of money yeah. to a lot of players, and it's just not sustainable. No, I think what I like about the Cowboys is yes, it, it sometimes it's questionable that all these other teams are paying people these this money. But I don't think people really look at the you know by the association, the whole thing, the whole picture, and understand how much money they're really spending. Yeah, because they look at someone like Jamar Chase, they look at someone like Borough, and think, man, how do they get all these stud players? Well, they're not paying them any money. No, they're paying they're them paying pennies. them pennies. Yeah. 
There's no cap problems here. There will be cap problems in a couple of yeah, years. Just wait till they have to pay Burrow and yeah. Chase. Dude, there's no Chase way. Chase will probably be at that time the best receiver in the league if he, he's not already. Dude. And Burrow's <laughs> going to be a top three quarterback. That you, guy's going to You be don't so have enough money. money to pay both those guys. No. You really mm-hmm. don't. Not unless somebody's going to take a real team-friendly deal. And the only person that's ever shown they'll do that is Brady. I know. And that's that's something else that gets me, too. And I get it. These NFL players are putting their bodies on the line, their livelihood on the line. And, of course, you know, you go back to that Bills game, right? The Bills playing Cincinnati. Yeah. What happens to um, Hamlin? Hamlin. Do freak accident, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that stuff doesn't happen. I mean, doctors even said this is stuff that you read in textbooks. You don't see this happening in real life. Mm-hmm. It's so rare. And you look at that and you go, okay, th- there's two things I've always stood by that I will never <clears throat> question a player on. Is going home from a team that maybe you could have had a future with and a better future and a brighter future is going home mm-hmm. and playing for that team or going and chasing money. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to question a player for those two things. What I will say, though, is you have to figure out at the end of it, do you want to be known as someone who chased money where your contract expired and you have no silverware mm-hmm. or... Do you want to be known as a player where your statues put it in um, the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No question about it. You've won yourself a Super Bowl. You get you a nice, pretty ring on your finger. And oh, by the way, you've got a team of guys that are willing to support you through the whole the whole system that are all doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you get that culture. Yeah. I want to know how Brady and um, Belichick. Did that for that long? I think because they got a whole bunch of guys that were all, all they cared about was winning. Well, I mean, you built a winning culture. Yeah, and my the only way is, you build a winning culture, also by the way, is building consistency, which is what the Cowboys yes. have done for two straight seasons. Yes, now. and so and my deal is with Dak, with Mahomes, I'm sure with other quarterbacks, those contracts are so long. Like mm-hmm. they, if they need to go back to them and revamp that, they they will. Yeah. They can do it. Because they want to win. Mahomes wants to win just as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. Dak wants to win just as much as me. Like, when you have those long contracts, we're like me. Like, it would be hard for me, like the Ravens right now, to pay. Lamar Jackson? To, to pay Lamar Jackson because, number one, he runs so much that he's going to get hurt eventually. His body's going to break down. But, number two, like, is he there to 100% win mm-hmm. all the time and, like, you just put yourself in some bad situations when you do that. And, I, and you know, I don't know if the Ravens are going to pay him or move on from him. Who knows? Time will tell. Uh, but Dude, look at his, the backup that stepped in for the Ravens, dude. To me, looked just as good as Lamar. I don't know about – I mean, dude, my eye test told me that he can do just as much as, as Lamar can do. Run the ball. Yeah. Move the ball. He may not be as pretty of a thrower as the no. ball. But you know what? That comes with time. You know, there was yeah. a time when people looked at Tony Romo – as a third string, fourth string quarterback, and he couldn't throw a ball. Yeah. Magically, he steps in, he works on what he works on, and then he, uh, honestly, I mean, I thought he was one of the prettiest throwers of football I'd, I'd seen in a very long time. It can happen. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long it takes, but I don't know, man. Kind of a tough season. Yeah, but here's but what I do know. I got a house with a Kansas City Chiefs fan in it. Yeah. So there you go. So I... <laughs> I know, I know, I know where my rooting's gonna come from. That's that's what I know. So, and I'm gonna hear about it from everybody in my family. About hey, by the way, just want you to know when you're ready, 
to become a Kansas City yeah, Chiefs fan. Right. We're ready for you because that's what we do is we well, just win. And my, my deal is this, mm. I, and you can you know you can say it was a good year, bad year, indifferent, whatever you want to say. I would a whole lot rather be sitting here at twelve and five, one and one in the playoffs than not making the playoffs and mm-hmm. thinking, okay, do we just scrap this whole deal and start over? Yeah. So I th- I don't mind the position we're in. Agreed. Um, totally now, agree. And then the guys that make the big bucks are, are going to handle it the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, trust in them to do what they're supposed to do. That's why they've been there for a long time. And you people can say what they want to about uh, the Jones family and all that. Like, has there been questionable stuff in the past on some decisions? Possibly. But, like, as of late, um, we draft pretty good. Um, and they've put us in a situation that we are now, so you can't really complain too much. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's been a. It's it. We'll see what happens. I think they're, <clears throat> I think they're set up and they're geared for consistency. I would definitely like to see Zeke make some progress during the off season. Like he seems a little bit slower, a little bit more weathered. Than yeah, I would like have, him to be, but time will tell if it's just if it's father time mm-hmm. getting to him or he can bounce back. Mm-hmm. I, and here's the deal: when I say bounce back, he doesn't have to bounce back and be a thousand yard rusher. You have Pollard that's younger, mm-hmm. quicker, faster, yeah. still physical. Yeah, you, um, you got to have, but this, you have to have a one-two punch. Yeah, you. That's what I was gonna say. You got to have that shock and then the awe, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to have Zeke that's gonna just keep pounding it and keep pounding it. He's gonna wear him down, and then all of a sudden, bam! You have this lightning fast, you know, running back, right? That can just find a hole, find a pocket, and just turn on the jets and go. Yeah, you know, young legs that can move you. Um, yeah, it's. I, I'd like to see Zeke make some progress. I just I, I just feel like he's not. He's lost a step. I'd like to see him make some progress. I'd like to see Dak go a season with a little bit more consistency in terms of accuracy. Yeah. Not – look, his production speaks for itself. The numbers don't lie. Stats are stats at the end of the day. You know, the, the one thing that I love about the NFL is stats don't lie. They don't paint the whole picture – but they give you something to look at. Yeah. You know, they may not tell you the whole story of a season, but they damn sure give you somewhere to start looking. Yeah. Um, and he's proven himself since he started. So, can't doubt it. No, not at all. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because this may be the most exciting, excited I've been in a very long time. And we are getting fairly close to spring training. Mm-hmm. The Rangers in the offseason. Last offseason, they go get them a shortstop and a second baseman. This offseason, they go get pitches, pitchers. They go get them a new coach that is a veteran coach that's won three World Series with the Giants. I'm not so sure that the Rangers don't have the best starting rotation that I've seen in a very long time from a Rangers standpoint. And not only did they go get five, you know, a good rotation now, they pretty much signed the best pitcher that I have seen in a Rangers uniform since Nolan Ryan. And that is Jacob DeGrom. And I am about as excited as I've ever been for Rangers baseball. Think they'll be good this year? I think so. So here's I saw this the other day. The Rangers only scored like 34 less runs than the Astros did last year. 
So, offensively, again, you got to go back to the whole stats. Was it consistent all the time? No. But we put up offensive stats. And with the lineup that we're going to throw out there, I think we're going to score runs. Now you have a starting rotation that can keep people at bay. Um, Now, hopefully, the bullpen comes along. But I'm super excited because you got to think. You have – let's look at the line. Let's look at the positions. What? Jonah Heim at catcher, right? Yeah. First base, you have Nathaniel Lowe. Yep. And then second base, Simeon. Short, you have Seager. Seager. And then third, you have Josh Young, which came in at the end of last year when he was hurt. Yeah. Or once he got through being hurt, but he'll be actual rookie this year. Then your outfield, you have Leody Tavares. Which will be in center. Adoles Garcia. In right. And then your left field, you got to figure out who that's going to be. That's a pretty dang good lineup. Plus, you have Garver that will come back and be the DH. And then you have your pitchers. And then you, so you have the ace of the staff, which would be, um, oh my gosh, I just said his name. Who? The pitcher they signed in the offseason. Oh, Jacob, Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom. Mm-hmm. And then you have John Gray coming back. And then you got um, Uvalde. You got Andrew Henney. And then you have Martin Perez, which pitched really good last year, and he's going to be your fourth or fifth starter, and he was your ace last year. So, so we got solid pitchers? I think we got a solid starting pitching staff. We got a solid offensive side slash defensive side of the ball. Now we just got to see what the bullpen does. But if your starters are going six or seven innings instead of four or five, now your bullpen doesn't have to pitch so many innings. So I'm excited about the Rangers. What other team? What other team in the AL is going to throw that out there and be really good? Got the Astros, of course. Yeah, Astros are still going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariners are good. Mariners will be good, and those two are in your division. Uh, the Angels—they don't ever show me nothing. And then the A's won't the do A's anything. The A's won't do much. Um. I guess the Yankees will still be pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox went and spent a lot of money. They may be all right. The Rays are always right there. Blue Jays are right there. Yeah. Orioles had a really good year last year. Houston's always there. Yeah, Houston's going to always be there, I think. Well, are they losing anyone from this from last year? Uh, I mean, they lost the first baseman, but then they went and got the first baseman from the White Sox, so they actually got to step up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, was it Abreu? Jose Abreu? Uh, yeah, they went and got him. And then their first baseman went to the Marlins, I think. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about um, the Rangers. I don't think I've been this excited in a long time for Rangers baseball. I think we got everything we need to make it work. I would like to be... I'm not saying I want the Rangers to go deep here, but I would love to see the Rangers be consistent for a few seasons, and then all of a sudden, bam, you end up getting into the World Series because they can do it. Yeah, they, they, and this organization can do it. And I think they have the right guy in place in Chris Young. They got the right manager in place. I don't care what you say. It's kind of like when the Cowboys went to get McCarthy, right? When the Cowboys go get McCarthy and he's had he has a Super Bowl ring, 
that speaks volumes, right? Now the Rangers go get Bruce Bochy that won three World Series with the Giants. He was in retirement. They go get him out of retirement. Um, but it's not like he's coming back just to draw a paycheck. Like, I think this guy's all in. And he's ready to win now. Like, he got mm-hmm. him out of retirement. Like, he's not there to rebuild. He's there to win now. Yep. And mm-hmm. he has three World Series rings. Like, that speaks volumes. Like, I do think McCarthy, same way with the Cowboys. Like, he has a Super Bowl ring. That speaks volumes. Bruce Bochy now with three World Series rings. And he kind of picked the Rangers to go to because he was in retirement. Like, he didn't have to take the job. He didn't need it. But he wanted to, and I think he's at a win now. And I think you see the same thing with the Mavericks. Like, Jason Kidd, like, mm-hmm. he speaks volumes with what he's done in the past as a player slash coach. Like, it just, like, you can say. It's relatable. Yeah, and you can have veteran players all you want to. You can have young players all you want to. Like, you know, if you have a coach there that's that's proven winner. Yeah. That speaks yeah, they kind of know. Yeah, yeah, they kind they kind of know the gut, right? Like that's that's the one thing that you can't you can't fault anybody. Also ties back to what it means to have hire a coach, manager, whatever it is that's experienced it, that's lived it. They know what that feeling is and what it takes to get there. They can share that feeling. They know when they're on the cusp of doing something, they're going to know something feels really good here. Yeah, and that's 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 your gut check, right? That's yeah. that's your that's your gut telling you. That you're doing the right thing. And I don't care what anybody says. Look, whether you make decisions in business, whether you make decisions in hiring people, whether you make decisions, you know, in life, right? Your gut tends to tell you whether something feels right or mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. Yeah. And when you're a proven winner, um, I don't. if you stand at a podium and tell me right now I'm bringing this person in because it just feels right, I, I'm with you. Yeah. But dude, I don't care. I want to know how you go to the bathroom because yeah. I want to mirror that too. You yeah. Like, I, I think the it's the same way with the, the Rangers. Like, <laughs> Sign me up. Bochi did not have to come back. He was retired. He has three World Series rings. He's retired. Like, I think it had to be the right fit, and he was the right guy for the job, but I don't think he takes that if he thinks the Rangers are very far off, if that makes sense. How many years do you think he would stay with the Rangers? I mean, he's a manager, so I don't know how old exactly he is, but I think he'll stay for a little while. I think he'll stay for a little while. But I, I... I'll relate this to youth sports. Like, I, as a baseball guy, could tell Maddox and all of his teammates the same thing that his current coaches tell him, but because they tell him, it holds more weight than if I did. I mean, it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. Maddox's two baseball coaches, they could tell him the same thing that I tell them, but it's going to hold more weight coming from them too. Yeah, just because they're more experienced. They're, they're, they have they have the skins or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. They have the yeah. notches in the belt, man. The notch in the belt, mm-hmm. and it's not coming from a dad or someone that's been yeah. there. It's like a newer voice, um, and it just it it speaks volumes to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I I would like to see I would like to see a Rangers, you know unbelievable season just match I, I would like to see it just happen i'd like to see the team mesh well i mean we to go to two world series in a very short window and not come away with one is was gut-wrenching um yeah. for for the players that they had you know there was such camaraderie inside that locker room it 
pretty tough to swallow that pill that you had that two opportunities and I mean pretty much what you you were an out away in both of them from you being a, really you really were good a strike and an out mm-hmm. away from one of them um, yeah and it, it slipped away mm-hmm. um, but I just think how like what happened so yeah y'all were you were not born yet when were you born 2012 so this would have been in 2011 yeah I think it was 11 yeah we I was born. Are, yeah, but you're too young to know, really. So we were <laughs> one strike away. We had two outs up by one. Mm-hmm. And we had like a 2-2 two, two count, 1-2 count, something like that. We were one strike away. Guy hits one to right field. Nelson Cruz kind of got close to the wall. So he kind of pulled up, misplayed it, missed it. And that run comes all the way around from first to score. Um, and we this is game six, and we go into extra innings. Um, I think Josh Hamilton hit a home run, then they come back and and score some runs, end up beating us, and then they come back in game seven, the Cardinals did, and just put a whooping on us. Like how we bad? Were, I don't remember, but we were we were one strike away from winning the, the World Series. And I, I can remember we actually didn't live here. We actually lived in Linden at our old house, and McKinley was only like, five years old six mm. years old but i made her i told her to sit on the couch because like <laughs> even though she's young like this may not ever happen in your lifetime again yeah what deal type deal you know yeah. and i wish someone had done that to me when the cow in 92 93 and 95 with the cowboys because at that point i'm that young heck i just think we're gonna win one all the time right yeah and of course yeah. then we're 27 years later and we, yeah, haven't, we haven't done but that. i you know I was young, but you just at that point you just think that it's gonna. Oh, this is this is the this norm, is normal. right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I'm sure the and Patriots people dude, feel the same way. I, I can um, only imagine how what those fans in New England are like right now. You go from being that dominant from what 2003? Is that what year it was? Uh, it's like 2001 when yeah, Tom Brady got drafted. So he got drafted in 2001. To what three years ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, can you imagine being that dominant as a team? Yeah, and then. After and you and, and you won five yeah. Super Bowls in a I'm, well, here's the thing. You pretty much went to every single AFC championship game. Almost all of them. Yeah, I mean yeah, and I mean you went to the Super Bowl out of those five eight was it eight or nine appearances in in the Super Bowl? Yeah, because Tom Brady has seven. He has right? seven and one of those was the Bucks, so he won six yeah, with the Patriots. Six. So you've got so it would have been nine appearances, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been nine because I think he lost to the, he lost the Giants twice, lost and then the Giants he, twice, and then he lost to. Uh, uh, did he lose any? No, no, he hasn't lost any. So no. it's eight appearances, mm-hmm. and eight appearances in, in the Super Bowl with the Patriots. So that's eight seasons. So that puts you from two thousand and one to eight years, two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. You went that dominant. And Which then really you were pretty re- close on and the then, other ones, and in every, I mean every other. I mean, season. you got to think Peyton Manning got one out of that little deal. Actually, two because he, he got one with the Broncos too. Yeah, he did. You know, so there's yep. two. Aaron Rodgers. And then yeah, and then Rogers Aaron Rodgers got, got one during that mm-hmm. time frame. Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees got one. Mm-hmm. And Roethlisberger got one. <laughs> with this one or two, one, maybe one. one or two. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, but dude, I'm just you, saying, there ain't a lot of guys you can no, throw in them. No, <laughs> that I mean in in that twenty year span. Oh, they did. They did lose three. Eagles yeah. beat them. Eagles That's beat right. them. That's, That's right. right. Yep. So nine, yes. they went to nine, nine, one, six. Yes. I mean, dude, you're talking in 20 years, right? In 20 years, 
You went to nine Super Bowls. You went to nine Super Bowls. And there's and no you telling went, how many AFC championships you played in. I mean, dude, you, you pretty much played in almost all of them. Pretty close to it, Almost probably. all of them. That is freaking success, yeah. dude. Yeah. And you look at them now. God, dude, can you imagine them fans right now? Oh, dude, it's, they're, they're, it's like the, they're like the Cowboys fans of 95 to 2005. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's stuff. Yeah, yeah. It Seriously. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think, like, in baseball, you know, the, the Rangers had that run in 10 and mm-hmm. 11. They got back to the playoffs a couple of times but didn't do nothing with it. Yeah. Then we've been on this long, long skid. Yeah. I say long because it's been five or six years no, or whatever. Yeah. But then during that frame, the Astros have won two. Been to what, four? Yeah. Yeah, and it's been like five, six years. Yeah. I mean, and they're right down the street from you in, you know, relatively speaking. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So, yeah, I mean, the, the success that they had – um, and you just think, you know, like <laughs> Tatum was, we were, uh, what was it? Uh, NBA 2K. Yeah. And he was talking about the, <clears throat> we were looking at teams cause he didn't, he wanted, wanted to know if I wanted to play in the Jordan era, the Kobe era or the LeBron era. No, it was Magic Johnson, Larry oh, Bird, yeah. Jordan, Kobe. But it's crazy how in Jordan's era, he won six in eight years. But if he doesn't retire for those two years, he probably wins eight in a row. Jordan. Damn. He retired for two years, and he Houston did. won back-to-back. Yeah, they did. And then he came in. So he won three, retired. Houston won two, and then he came back and won three more. Yes. Yeah, like, insane. if he doesn't retire, he probably wins eight in a row. And at NBA 2K, none of those teams are good besides the Bulls. You know, it's, this is the other thing that, that gets me, too, is we're sitting here talking about, like, um, you know, you bringing up Jordan. I can't tell you how tired I am of hearing this freaking LeBron comparison to Michael Jordan. It's, it's Look, not even close. I Look, think LeBron's if, a great player, but like dude. you also didn't see Jordan. I, I think it's just the younger people, you know, dude, that didn't get to see Jordan with their own eyes. I guess LeBron is good, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm I want to remind everybody that LeBron James is third in my list. If you're taking an era from Jordan to present, right? He's third on my list. I'm going to back this up with some credibility. Number one, Jordan is undefeated when he makes the finals. Yeah. Won every one that he went into. Mm-hmm. LeBron can't say that. No. Prime example. When he makes it, he wins. He doesn't just go in there to show up and play. He goes in there to win. Behind him is Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Here's why. If you go back to the United States team that was dominant mm-hmm. in the world in the Olympics, LeBron James was part of that team? No, not in 96 no, or whatever no, it was, yeah. but, but LeBron James was part of that team when you weren't winning nothing. Yeah, yeah. You go in as a rookie. You thought you were all that. You got Dwayne Wade. You got all these. You, uh, dude, you got, you got uh, Iverson. You yeah. got, I mean, you've you got a lot of people here mm-hmm. that are playing in this game. But in order to get yourself over the hump... Who did you have to make a phone call to? Yeah. You got to call old number number 24. Slash 8. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> slash 8. You, you got to go give him a call. Yeah. And you got to say, hey, by the way, I need you to come play for this team because I need mm-hmm. you to show them what winning looks like. Mm-hmm. I need you to build a culture of work. Yeah. A body of work. And oh, while they're all out partying in Vegas, guess who's up early in the morning going to the gym mm-hmm. as they're coming in from the nightclub? Yeah. There's Kobe on his way down to the gym. What did he do? 
single-handedly change the work ethic of a team mm-hmm. of players that were all, hey, studs, stars, and people that literally yeah, but at the end had a red you, carpet you rolled out to them. You can have all the studs you want. You better have a team. Yeah, you, you got to have it. But here's the deal. <laughs> there are There's only been two people that I've ever seen outside of the old era. You go back to look like the Celtics. And you go back to the Lakers, right? That whole dominant duo, you know, Dr. J. Like, look, let me tell you. That was an era of basketball that we don't talk about enough. Yeah. That was dominant. You talk about multiple wins. But at the end of the day, you've got Michael Jordan, you got Kobe Bryant, and then then I got LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Behind them is a whole pool of really, really good people. For sure. But that's it. Yeah. And LeBron, well, he'll have a little bit of an argument because I know that as of last night, he was only 117 points away from taking over the mm-hmm. NBA scoring record of the yeah, all-time like points. Um, but at still, um, he's also played more games. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he came in when he was young, and he was literally handed the keys to Cleveland at 18. Yes. Kobe didn't play his first couple of years; he had to get into yeah. the mix. Yeah, and um, oh, by the way, was playing behind a whole bunch of people at the time. Yeah, like, so yeah, you know, but he had, yeah, he had to earn his stripes. Yeah. I mean, there, there's – that's what's crazy, too, is, like, there's there's really good players and then there's really good players. <laughs> oh, I don't and, doubt it. And that's in every sport. Um, oh, yeah. But – It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude. It's not, dude, I'd take Kobe any time. I mean, dude, if I'm, if I'm picking an all-time team, dude, the highlight reel and similarities between Jordan and Kobe are just unreal. They're unreal. Oh, yeah. They're, they're so similar. It's it's outrageous. Yeah, sign me up. Oh, no doubt. I could pick an all-time team. Who's your all-time team? So, point guard. I don't want to take Kobe or Jordan at point guard because I'll take Allen Iverson there. Okay, I could live with that. I could live with Iverson there for sure. Shooting yeah. guard. So, he's your he's – your, uh, that's your two, right? So yeah. Iverson's your one. Who's Iverson's your, your one. Shooting guard, probably Kobe. Okay. Uh, hands down. Yeah. Who's three? Uh, I guess I have another choice, but to take Jordan there. You'd have, and then if you had to Power put LeBron, forward. you'd have to move LeBron to four. Yeah. 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 And then center, probably. Um, you could put Shaq there. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. You got. <laughs> you could, but during the center era um, of basketball. A lot of us weren't born when the real like yeah. some really good ones played either. So like we weren't even yeah. born. Yeah. Um, so like Bill Russell, you're talking Bill well, Russell, yeah, Bill Russell, Bill Russell, Russell beast, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have yeah. all of them. Yeah. yeah. That's what's hard when you start putting lists together. That's super dude, hard, dude. Especially in basketball. Oh yeah. Especially in basketball. Yeah. I don't think people understand how crazy it is and how competitive it is to play basketball. Because on that list that you just said, dude. you left the. Greatest shooter of all time, off in Curry. Yeah, but that, mean, that's dude, how I mean, hard yeah, that, that is. That's, that's, that's crazy because that dude yeah. can shoot from any. I mean, he can mm-hmm. shoot from the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that dude can shoot it. from anywhere. <laughs> dude, he could be he could be in row J, dude, and he's still gonna make it. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. That dude can shoot it from anywhere. Dude, I'm pretty sure if he was he can standing shoot it from San Francisco, dude, I, I'm pretty sure if he was standing on his head, he'd still make more buckets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so it's crazy how many great basketball players there has been. Dude's and it nuts, goes like dude. that in any sport, of course. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard when you start trying to put lists together in in any sport, really. All right, but yeah, I don't doubt it. This is crazy. Okay. If they have it, I'm sure they do. <clears throat> so spread 
So Philadelphia is one and a half point, negative one and a half. So they're so the Eagles are favored un, to win. Favored to win one and a half over under forty nine and a half. <clears throat> so forty nine and a half. That's split it down the middle of twenty five points. Mm-hmm. That's if you go for the over. And one of them scored thirty one, and one of them scored twenty three in the semifinal game slash AFC yeah. NFC championship. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know, but do you want to go first? I know, but like the Eagles. The Eagles are favored by one and a half points right now. Mm-hmm. I do say the Eagles to win. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> I know it's a division <laughs> rival, but I think they're going to win. Probably by, I say, uh, 28-24 Eagles. Okay, so you would go the over. Yeah, definitely the over. 28-24. 28-24 Eagles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I could live with that. Well, that's I, fair. I got to go with the Chiefs. I feel like they got more weapons than the Eagles do. Okay. And I feel like the score is going to be 28-17. Okay. Ooh. 28-17, so a nine-point win. I'm going to go Chiefs. Right? Yeah. I'm going to go Chiefs, and I'm going to take – I'm going to just go over the over, and I'm saying I'm saying 27-23. So I'm right over. on it. Well, no, you're, I'm just over. Yeah, you're just over it. Half a point over. I'm going 27, so, 23. Okay, Chiefs. so here's what I'll tell you. So normally, Vegas is very good with odds, right? Mm-hmm. So the one and a half points. Look, they're one and a half point favorites, right? They're not going to win by. I mean, you're going to win by one, two, three, something like that. I think this is going to come down to the fact that I really believe they're going to be playing in. Um, Arizona. They're playing in Arizona. It's going to be warm. So no, yeah, no, no weather factors. Probably going to be high scoring. The over is always a safe bet, which means it's probably not going to pay out. So I'm going to go for the over. Here's what I do believe, though. I think this is going to be one of those games where it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. The Eagles are probably going to be leading, and I'm going to go 31-30, Kansas City. See, I'm thinking. See, that's what I was. I was thinking. The Eagles are ahead. You know, 23-20, something like that, and the Chiefs score late. And it, they can't get a field goal. They'd have to go score. Yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking. No about. weather factor for me. Normally that means so slightly higher score, this is high scoring points. So I'm, I'm, I'm 31-30 Kansas and, City. And I know football, there's elements, there's all that. Mm-hmm. Football, I understand that. But when are you going to? Like, I would a whole lot rather saw the Bengals and Chiefs play when it wasn't feeling like four degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, Agreed. That's just what do you what do you, what, do you, what do you say? Move into neutral sites for the championship games. So for NFC AFC championship game like and the Super Bowl, your one seed, your seeds still matter. But once you get to the AFC NFC, find a neutral. dome, find something indoors. Mm. Because same thing with San, you're asking San Francisco to yeah. leave one of the greatest climate cities there is to go to, go to play. Philly. Now, luckily, they didn't play at night. They played during the day, but still. Yeah, I get it. And, again, their quarterback gets hurt. None of that has to matter with it. And yeah. I understand you, you could go back to the to the Bears and the Colts Super Bowl how many ever years ago when they went to Miami and it's freaking pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. I know you can go back to all that. I just personally, as a fan, would like to see Mahomes and Burrow when it, when it doesn't feel like your arm is an icicle. Yeah. Or your legs. I can understand that, but here, here's that's just me. 
and you it, to me though you in if that's the case in my opinion you have to open up for another round of playoff games mm-hmm. okay and and the reason i say that is you've worked your tail off all season to have a the best record in your division the best record in your conference to guarantee you a home win through to get to you to get you to the super bowl that's your body of work yeah. that got you to that point so you remove a home element to go play at a neutral site, I, I see. I see the pros and cons to both. I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate yeah, at this point. Like that's what, that's what I'm trying. That's what and I'm I know doing. The, but I know the Patriots have a lot to do with this. Okay, mm-hmm. but like oh, since if you want to say since 2000, so for oh, 23 dude, years, going to play in a Gillette, ooh, boy, like going to play at Lambeau, going to play Gillette, <laughs> going to play in Pittsburgh, going mm. to play in Kansas City, yep. in, Buffalo, in Buffalo, like cool, dude. Yeah, you, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough on a I'm, team like the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, and I know they kept the bill. They kept it close with the bills for a long time, but well, that's tough. But you know, people people don't realize too when when uh, Peyton Manning went and won that Super Bowl with the Broncos. What people don't understand is when you're up that high in that altitude, what that does to the oxygen content. Like, yeah. you, you, dude, that that's that's an underrated part too. And is the wind when was you going go, crazy dude, that day. When you go play right. in Colorado, you're so high up. Dude, you can't tell me that those athletes that train in Colorado can't come down south and just be magically just even more refreshed than they ever were. Because they're used to taking in just a little bit less oxygen when they're training. And and we all know this, dude. There's been people that have come up with oxygen tanks for runners to go get you extra oxygen to keep you going, keep you moving. So you can't tell me that they've practiced in Colorado. They go down and play play a game in Tampa. And they don't feel like well, they they've got more energy. The toughest part for basketball is they have to travel around so much. Mm-hmm. But then, say you were, you know, in Miami mm-hmm. or or Dallas, and now you got to go play back to back nights in in Colorado and Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know what I'm saying that like that's t- like it does it plays well, a, it takes Toronto. a toll on you. Uh, Toronto, it's yeah, it's a little bit more on. I know, the, it's, it's, but it's not the altitude's not as yeah, it's in not it's, it's pretty flat, pretty low. So it, yes, it's it's you know colder weather. It's in that kind of that realm, but in terms of like altitude, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. But I don't know. I just uh, as a fan, I'm like, man, I would really like to watch this guy play when it's not feeling like four degrees outside. You know what? I I, I mean, but then again, right? This is what, this is what I hate. Like I get the NFLPA and all this stuff. Like they they're needed, but you you can't tell me that the NFL can't just own the TV for another week mm-hmm. to put it like, dude, it just doesn't seem long enough for well, me. My for deal the playoffs. is you just they added seem... an extra team two years yeah. ago. That didn't seem like it took that much effort. No. <laughs> like why not go ahead and, and why not, why not put yourself in and open up to another. And the only thing is you almost have to, would have to add two teams. If you only added mm-hmm. one, then your one seed doesn't matter. They don't get a buy. They would have to play. Yeah. So you almost have to open it up to nine. Because if you go to eight, then you're just going to be playing one's going to be playing eight, and nobody gets a bye, which is fine, too, if you wanted to do it that way. But the whole point of getting that one seed is to get that extra week yeah, off. Yeah, get rest. You earned it. You earned you it. You earned yeah. that rest. So you would yeah. almost have to take it from seven to nine, and then two plays nine, three plays, yeah. you know. I just feel like there's eight, an opportunity to open it up for another playoff game. And whether that's another wild card round, because in my opinion, you know, you can – dude, you could have – opened it up to you know another team or two 
and then you could have extended it another yeah you're extending it another week that's where the nflpa comes in right like you're extending it out you're putting work on the body and blah 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 and all this stuff like i get it but dude the NFL, it's the most watched sport there is in the United States, dude. I mean, it's, yeah, it's huge. It's so big. more week of football? I mean, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, then the, I, the only thing that would question me is they would have to raise the salary cap. Yeah. Because players are going to demand more money. Oh, so yeah, you'd have no to raise doubt. the salary cap across the league. There's a few things that would have to happen there. But, I mean, dude, like, <laughs> the NFL is making so much money, dude. They're a yeah. printing press. They may as well be called Goldman Sachs, dude. I mean, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're printing more money than anybody else. They may as well have their own bank at this point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's an opportunity. I get the whole neutral site thing. I, would, I, I, of course, would like to see them just gunslinging a ball. And, you know, right now it's a point-heavy league. But I guess you can go back to the Super Bowl where they're playing in Los Angeles and it's indoors and it wasn't like it was that high scoring. So No. Anything like can happen. Any given Sunday. I just feel like this is going to be one of those games where we're just going to see Mahomes magic, dude. I really do. There's I, something about that boy yeah. from White House, well, I man. Just think, I just think you're going to sit there. They've, they've went twice, got beat once, won one. Like, they didn't get back last year. Yeah. Kind of a team on a mission type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the, the Eagles probably think the same thing. You know, hey, we're back again for the second time in, yeah. you know, six years or whatever it is. Or five years, whatever it is. Um, yeah. You know, they may f- be thinking and feeling the same way. Of course they are. Um, I just, um, you know, I tell you what gets me. What I think is underestimated on is how good the Eagles are up front defensively. And offensively, but definitely yeah. defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Eagles secondary is really good and physical. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, the Chiefs... You know, I don't know if their numbers show that they have a really good defense or not, but they've mm-hmm. had to play some dudes all year. Yeah. Like, the AFC is loaded with a now, rear, bunch of really good quarterbacks. I have an off-the-wall thought here that I've had for a couple of years now. Actually, technically, I've had for about five years. Mm-hmm. What if the NFL followed suit with some of what the World Cup does? Mm-hmm. You have two teams that make the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. You know who finished first and second. Right. What if you had another game where the loser of the NFC championship game plays the loser of the AFC championship game and you fight for third and fourth? Mm -hmm. And that also adjusted you when it came to draft picks. Yeah. How cool would that be? You have, you could give them another week of rest, right? Mm -hmm. You basically have your Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. You have. And even, I mean, you could questionably do it the same weekend yeah, if you, you wanted to. The, you, you could, could do, do the, you could do it at the same site as yeah. the Pro Bowl. Yes. Do it after the Pro Bowl. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Or you could just do it at like they did this past week at two o'clock, and then the Super Bowl's at five thirty or six. Yeah. So, yeah. You have a AFC loser, NFC loser championship game, and they play for a third place accolade. Yeah. Third and fourth place. That way, you have a clear, definitive thing of like, hey. This team may not have played this team well, but you have this whole like yeah. AFC NFC little yeah. competition going on where you're all of a sudden now you and it, and it could affect you in terms of mm-hmm. now you may have someone that blows that game that may be what it adjusts. But hey, yeah. who knows where the where, where your draft picks go? Because in, in on, on in all actuality, like it's hard to compete to, to compare because then you're going on record anyway, yeah. right? So maybe it doesn't change your draft picks, but it at least tells you hey. I may not have went to the Super Bowl, but by gosh, I finished third. Yeah. 
You got a definitive third place. I mean, anything to give us more football. Heck yeah, one, dude, you get one extra that. game. Like, it would add in something. I think it would be something to think about. It's like with college, like they're here in the next year or next couple of years, they're going to go to that 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Now, are you – time it all gets said and done, are you going to get the same four teams at the top? Possibly. Yeah, it could be. But the fact that you're going to get more meaningful football and now, like, your fan bases mm-hmm. – <clears throat> Now in college, if you lose two games, you're pretty much out of the mix. Yeah, yeah. Now you have even if you're in the SEC and you lose two, maybe even three games, you're still have a chance to get in the top twelve. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in one of those littler conferences that you know one loss is going to haunt you or two yeah. losses are going to haunt you, but if you're in a powerful conference, now two or three losses, yeah, you can still get in the mix. So I think there's going to be so much more fan bases still in the mix, and with them adding that one extra team in the NFL. Look how many teams. Now, the mm-hmm. NFC was pretty much already set in stone, but in the AFC, up until the last weekend, I mean, there was 10 teams that could have got in there. Yeah. You know, there was three or four teams fighting for one spot or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you had um, the you had uh, the Steelers, mm-hmm. Dolphins, and Patriots. Yep. We're fighting. And then for the NFC, you had Packers, Lions, Seahawks. Yeah. So, it was just a... You know, they were all fighting for those... that last, Even the last game of the year. Yeah. You know, still fighting for... Spots. Yeah, there, there, there was a bunch of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. But yeah. All so right. One said the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Three said the Chiefs. Yeah. 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 But like how this 28-24 score. So I think the Chiefs will have the lead 24-21 going into the fourth quarter. So Eagles have the ball with maybe uh, three minutes left. They go down there and score with a minute left, and then Chiefs don't go down there and score. All right. Well, we'll keep that up. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay. I, dude, I – look, I'm not a big gambling man, okay, yeah. naturally. But here's what I know. Vegas, <laughs> almost undefeated, bro. <laughs> Vegas knows how to get, get they, you They don't odds. have all those big buildings dude. from losing, I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> They're collecting bills. And there's something about when they have when and that they line have will over, probably move a little bit. Of course, it will. But. It will move before the Super Bowl, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. one and a half at four. I don't think the over under moves much. Yeah. I don't think the over under moves much. It may move a point. I think it's going to move a point favorable for the under, which is going to make it really, really hard for you, dude. If you, let me tell you, the payout for the under is going to be huge if this becomes a defensive game. I doubt it only for the fact that there's just a you know the Eagles do have a good defense. I think they'll hold the Chiefs. But, dude, something's going to break. And Patrick Mahomes, if you I start to see, stack the box, he's going to yeah. start to sling I could it. see, and I know Tatum mentioned earlier, like, the more I thought about it, I think you could see, you know, the Cowboys and Eagles had that that shootout. Mm-hmm. I know Hurts wasn't the quarterback because he was hurt. and it was. Yeah. But I could see something like that, too. Like, yeah. I w- that wouldn't shock me. I just have a funny feeling it's going to be a, you know, old reliable kicker for the, for the Chiefs is going to seal the deal. It's going to be a 31-30 it's gonna be gut wrenching for the Eagles as much Boy, as I hate to say it, but it's gonna what, happen. Too, and we don't we didn't even talk about that as <clears> how they, that's two years in a row the Cowboys have had to alter game plans because their kickers went to crap right before the playoffs. Last yeah. year it happened too. Mm-hmm. We couldn't trust that guy. No. And this year we couldn't like dude, there's a couple of times where we had to go for it that maybe you kick a field goal or you know, that's yeah, it's just changing uh, a lot, dude. And you should that's tough. Dude, special teams in the, the NFL. Niners kicker. He was perfect all Bro. year. I think he's 100%. The special teams in the uh-huh. NFL, you have to be – first off, I don't I don't know uh, – first off, there's never been another time that a kicker's missed four extra points ever in history. He's the only one. 
So you're going to have a stat that's going to haunt you for the rest of your career. And it's not a good one. He'd been so good I mean, all year, too. Uh-huh. Dude, yeah, he hit some. I mean, that either the moment got to him or something's wrong. Who knows? You know, they may come out and turn around and say that he had a, you know, a stubbed pinky toe or something. I don't know. Yeah. Man. Something's going to happen. They're going to try to make some real random story up. Oh, yeah, I, uh, that week before in practice, I'd kicked the ball and it was solid and I hurt the top of my foot and I have a small bruise the size of a dime or I don't know. Something's going to happen, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, Nobody ever questions special teams. You don't even think about it. You just assume that it's going to be an automatic. Nobody sits there and says, oh, by the way, you got a 20. You see it all the time in high school and college. Like, special teams will win you or lose your games quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing in the NFL, too. It should be an automatic, man. We shouldn't be questioning that stuff, dude. And the special teams coach, I bet you he was lighting that boy up. I bet you he was lighting him up. Because, dude, special teams for the Cowboys have been pretty consistent. And I'm telling you right now, well, dude, it's only Turpin, a matter of time. Turpin, Turpin takes breaks loose. Well, oh, dude, if he takes that right right there and he doesn't cut it on the inside, dude, he's gone. He's taking it to game. the house. It's top ball game. <laughs> he's taking it to the house. But, it's, again, it's little stuff yeah. that turns into big stuff. Yeah. But it's just stuff. Now, hindsight, he got you in field position. You should be able yes. to go, no, you know, go screw. <laughs> if your offense is clicking any at all, you go punch that in. Yeah. Tie ball game, right? It's just, yeah. you know, but. There's so many little things yeah, in there, dude. There but, yeah. Oh well, but yeah, that that dude. Need, if that's if we bring back one part, we need to bring that guy back because he's really close mm-hmm. from just busting games wide open. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Because he's really good. Product of TCU. Yep. Even though he got let go from TCU for yeah. whatever that was. <laughs> well, you never know. You know. Dad, going back to that Cowboys and Eagles shootout game. Yeah. Um. Uh, because the Eagles beat us in, like, week Was that three or four? Seven? I don't know. It was, yeah, like, week seven. Yeah. Or week six. And then, uh, I mean, we had our backup, too. Yeah. And we only scored 17. And then with Dak, we scored 40. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it can happen. But here's the other thing. Their defense dude, out there. Dude, the Cowboys dropped a 50-burger on, on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's possible, right? And and here's the thing. There was no team had beat Minnesota that bad no. all oh, year long. No, no, not even close. That's the stuff. That That's whatever is go, something's – that's the thing, right? Like, they've, they've done matchups somewhere where they did well, and then you go from that to what exactly? Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah, I agree. I and that's a, it's a, it's like it's like you even go back to last year, you know we had that lull where the Broncos just came in and beat the brakes off of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Raiders scored a million, mm-hmm. you know, and the Cardinals then, scored against us a lot. And then but then there was other times where we just blew teams. It's just yep. or like last year the first game of the year we scored a whole bunch on the Bucks. Still get then me. we roll out this year and can't score any, and then we play them in the playoffs. And you know what I'm saying? It's just and that's part of football, right? Yeah, that's it's any, just any given but it Sunday. is trying to find that a little more consistency. Yeah. And I think that's why they made the switch on the offensive side is just yeah. to see. I'm going to be anxious see. to see what happens, right? Because you're here's the thing. I think what's going to happen is when you get a new offensive coach, right? A new offensive coordinator. If he is calling the plays, you're going to find out real quick how quick how much Dak is able to adapt. Yeah. You're going to find out really, really quick mm-hmm. because I'm still a firm believer of you recruit quarterbacks for systems. Yeah. It either fits or it don't. That's just, in my opinion, that's just the way it works. Well, you and, either fit and, for the system or and you don't. for the sake of the Cowboys, it better fit quickly because then yes. you're going to look like a bunch of idiots yes. for getting rid of Kellen Moore. Yeah. So it's almost, it's almost then, a lose-lose or a win-win situation. Well, then, then let's turn around and say, hey, let's say the Cowboys come out and they're still just as hot. 
you have another 10 to 12 game year mm-hmm. and magically old Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers and they have a good year then I mean what yeah. what did you what did you lose you probably gave him an opportunity where he's no longer cuz he's no he was no longer you no longer a peer yeah. because he was a peer of Dax yeah he was in that room as yeah. a quarterback. Now all and, of a sudden you're coaching wrong. the guy. And the Chargers, too. The Chargers bring him in. Like, their coach, he's going to be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's done good with Sandy – or, excuse me, Los yeah. Angeles. Yes, yeah. Los he, Angeles He's done yeah. good with them. But I know, you know, they've, they've had their lulls and they blew mm-hmm. that big lead against the Jaguars. Like, yep. he'll be on the hot seat. You look up and Kellen will be you know, that guy. If, if you know, something crazy happens mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, it could, it could happen. It absolutely could it happen. Could. All right, before we go, though, are you ready for baseball season, Tatum? Yes. But uh, last year, all those games that we lost, five games, Yeah. all those games we lost by, well, we gave up like over 30 besides the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This has been the year that the Cowboys have held almost every single team in the league to under 20 points. Yeah, that was, you know, very rare, but, you yeah. know. Only a couple instances. Well, you got to think, too. You did it. Green Bay scored a bunch, which had a seventeen point lead. Mm-hmm. Jaguar scored a bunch, had a seventeen point lead. Mm-hmm. And you can also take seventeen of Dak's picks. I'm gonna say <laughs> half of those bounced off receivers. I know. Yeah, there was some. So, of, you some know, of those. There's yeah. the there's the yeah. ifs and buts, candy and nuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one thing too, though. You know, they they give the they give the pick. This is one thing I keep telling people. There's a reason why you pay a quarterback. I don't care if it's an interception and it bounced off the damn freaking receiver's forehead mm-hmm. and landed in somebody else's arms. Gets who gets credited for the interception? Well, that's why I heard a guy on the radio. The heard a guy on the radio day, say the other day, like that's why they, you know, some teams don't put a ton of stock in interceptions mm-hmm. because you have to you have to dig deeper, mm-hmm. like than just just the number. If it was an option route, well, did the did mm-hmm. the receiver make the wrong move? Mm-hmm. And the quarterback read it different. Did it bounce off somebody's shoulder pads? Did they take a wrong angle? Like, there's a lot of stuff that plays into that, Absolutely. right? And again, they'll get they'll get it but, fixed. They'll get it fixed yeah. in the offseason. Dak will get it fixed. I believe. I think he'll come out. You know, again, the whole deal is can will he come out with his hair on fire? Probably so. Yeah. Now it's just can we sustain for seventeen plus it. games? That's the yeah. hardest part, right? Yeah. Uh, That's the whole thing, dude. Stats will lead you to a question. May not tell the whole story, but it's damn sure gonna uncover some questions. It's a good yeah. place to start and yeah. to look, right? Like for you sure. start to say, Okay, well why? Yeah. It asks the question why, I think is just credible. And so. I think, you know, with Cowboys they had questions on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. running stopping the run early on they got that fixed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying then the secondary kind of went but also injuries plays a part in that and all that but you know um they almost they pretty much have i say pretty much i mean if if tom brady doesn't come back from 28 to 3 they got two super bowl winning coaches on their staff in Absolutely. dan quinn and mccarthy yeah so mm-hmm. you know yep. i'll take that any day of the week absolutely <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, but. All right. Crazy. You're ready for baseball? Yep. Ready to go? Yep. Because it's about to, cr- well, we've already cranked up practice, but. Yeah. Going to throw some strikes? Going to hit the ball? Yeah. <laughs> going to make some errors? <laughs> no? <Nope>. No errors. <laughs> no errors. Are you going to tell the truth if the umpire puts you in a bad spot again? No. <laughs> Did I ever tell you this story? No. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we was, played. What the, is it? We played in the fall last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I've never gotten kicked out of a youth game, but I I was close. 
So, kid hits ball to the fence. My center fielder picks it up, hoses the guy at third. Tatum catches it, swipes him. He calls the runner out. Okay. Well, their coach says, hey, tells the umpire, hey, he didn't touch the ball. Can we appeal it? Well, you can't appeal to the home plate umpire because he's at home plate, right? So, nobody else has a view. The umpire goes to Tatum and goes, hey, did you touch the runner? And Tatum goes, no, I didn't. So, he calls him safe. So, I go out there. I'm like, look, like I- I'm all about him telling the truth, but you can't put a 10-year-old in that situation. You don't yeah. do that. Because Tatum's whole deal, he came to me. He's like, Dad, well, if, if I tell him no – that I did tag him, and mm-hmm. then he finds out, what if he finds out I lied? Like, that's the whole deal, but you don't put a 10-year-old in that situation. No, no. Uh-uh. And I was like, you got to be, like, I was pretty close from getting tossed out of, because I was like, you just, like, regardless, you made the call, you live with it, be done with it. But yeah. you don't bring a 10-year-old in the mix to make your call, and you no. don't put them in that situation. No, Mm-mm. No, and then, I mean, that's like turning around and saying, hey, we're going to ask a player if you actually did something. Well, all players are going to say, no, yeah, I, took, I touched him. All yeah. of them are going to say that. Oh, Look, yeah. this is a game. This is a, I don't care, look, sportsmanship or but not. But he actually told Chris, like, I know, no, I didn't I touch him. And I'm like, but that's like, that's, you that's don't like do the that. umpire calling a strike and mm-hmm. looking at the batter and like, hey, was that a strike? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay, ball. <laughs> that's the same thing. It's yeah. the same damn thing. <laughs> I was like, turn around and say, hey, uh, did, did, did that go in the box? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. You, your job, you have one job, dude. Yeah. You have one and I know job. It, and I know it's you sports, but you're getting paid. You're yeah. getting paid. Yeah. And like, no. just live with it. But I was like, I, dude, I almost, no, I you don't, to you don't, you don't, you don't, you you're going to get mad at me. No, I'm not going to get mad at you for telling the <laughs> truth. I just, I was mad at him for, he, you can't, you can't do that no, to kids. You, you, you don't put them in the situation. That's terrible. Um, but yeah, I was just messing wow. with you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well. Are you hey, ready ne- for baseball, Maddox? Ne- next time, next time, dude, you tagged him. <laughs> yeah. That's what I told him. Or, well, I've told I've told Maddox this for years. Like when you tag somebody, mm-hmm. let you, everybody you in the park know yeah. you did. Like tag the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. There's no leave no the, doubt. There was that you one. Yeah. There, there was one time. Like this kid was way safe, and I just tag him real hard. I'd knock his whole foot off the bag, so he calls him out. Yeah. So it just. But yeah, you never know. No. Mm-hmm. You ready for baseball? Yeah, I feel like this would be my best year, probably. I hope so. Hope Fi- so. Finally gain weight, gain muscle. There you go. Swinging a drop three bat. Team looks yeah. good. Team's been practicing a lot. Team looks good. Nice. Um, nice. Got two very good coaches coaching y'all, so we should be mm-hmm. good. I mean, my team's good at hitting, but, you know, defense, defense look good at practice of the day. Better. <laughs> now if we can just throw strikes, we'll be all right. Well, I mean. We only you, have, like, you, me that can throw strikes. Well, Jackson's pretty good. Well, we you, have others yeah. that throw strikes. It's just we got to get the consistency part down. You could have me throwing a baseball, and by God, I'd never get anything in a box. <laughs> I mean, that's just a, that's just a fact. I can kick a ball. There by God, go. I can kick a ball, and I can swing a golf club like the best of them. But by God, I cannot throw a baseball for it to shoot, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> it is terrible. And I don't understand it, dude. I don't understand how – I mean, I can throw a ball. Let's not call it what it is, but yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a difference between throwing a ball to somebody and throwing a yeah. pitch. Like, it's, there's a difference between pitching and actually throwing there a ball. Is, it's funny. It's like, incredible. It is. And it. I, I used to say this all the time. Like, you can get a kid and put them in the outfield, mm-hmm. and they'll just throw a ball, just boom, laser it in there. Mm-hmm. Once when they, they get, get on the mound, it's no, like, they got, uh, it's, I'm like, it's a world, dude. You that's just like had a sniper world. rifle from the outfield, <laughs> but now I put you on the mound, you look like I got a BB gun. It's a different ball it game. Is. No, it's it, like Harrison. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of a mental thing, because like Tatum has a lot of kids on his team that throw very well, and we throw strikes, just not consistent. But there's <laughs> something 
with mm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And it does. It, it's it's more of a mental thing than yeah. a physical thing. It's a feel too, though. I, in my opinion, like you know, you know, it's like you know, you and I have talked about it before. What's real and feel, right? Yeah. Like where is it at? I mean, I play the game of golf, dude. I play the game of golf on feel. Yeah. I mean, I've always have. I can't, I, I, dude. There, there's things that I can tell you. There's things that I can look at. There's things I can say. Hey, you need to be doing this, this, and this. But here's the thing: it's not gonna feel right right yeah. now. But you're gonna have to make it feel right. Yeah. Well, that's just like baseball. Like I, I talk about this all the time. Like you can listen to any big leaguer on a video, and every big leaguer is going to tell you that they swing down on the ball. Yes. But the problem is when you go watch their videos, it don't look like in it. a game. None of them do that. It's a difference in feel versus real. They feel one thing, but in reality, something else is happening. Or And it's almost like having someone, they have to understand that. Because mm-hmm. you can tell, like Maddox the other day, like I'm not a big guy on swinging down the ball, hitting balls on the ground. I'm just not. Now, I am coming around with the whole bunting deal. Uh, that's that's for another day. But I am coming around. I'm meeting yeah. everybody in the middle on this bunting deal, okay? But I've never been someone, like a pitcher is trying to get you to hit a ground ball. Like that's their job. To get a ground ball, hopefully get a couple strikeouts. So in yeah. return, why am I going to hit them a ground ball if that's what they're trying to throw me? Like, mm-hmm. that's my mindset. But also, no, we don't want to pop it up in the air. I mm-hmm. understand that. But Maddox of the day was like, you know, when he feels himself almost feel like he's swinging down, he's hitting more line drives. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like I told him, that's your feel. Mm-hmm. In reality, if I was to video you, that's not I- exactly what is happening, right? Mm-hmm. That you, But you feel that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a big – Yeah. that's for another day. But, well – as we wrap up, I got to tell you about the most awful golf day I had in my life two weeks ago. I laid off for, for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I hadn't picked up a golf club in eight weeks. I have a very stern routine of warm up. I get to the range, get me a meat and bucket balls, man. I got like 75 golf balls mm-hmm. that I hit before I go play. First club out of the bag is always my 54 degree wedge. Mm-hmm. Normal day. I'm dialed in first eight balls. First eight balls I hit, dude, I'm pretty much on my number. Mm-hmm. First eight balls, <laughs> this time, I top every one of them. Oh. Dude, I have never in my life felt like such a rookie and felt like a complete idiot <laughs> on a driving range surrounded by 30 people. Bearing in mind, look, dude, I look good. Mm-hmm. I got my Tiger Woods gear on. Oh, I got yeah. my fresh kicks on. Dude, I look good. <laughs> I look the part. By God, I look like a pile of dog crap, dude, on that thing, man. I, I stood there. The first eight balls, I top every single one of them. I'm riding with, I'm riding with Brian, and he turns around in the cart. He can't even look at me anymore. He turns around in the cart and goes to Jeff, <laughs> and he says, dude, I don't know what happened to Steven. He whiffed on the first eight balls he hit. <laughs> I was like, what the hell just happened to that? Couldn't get my feet right. Couldn't get my arms right. Couldn't get, I, I couldn't feel anything that was going right at all. Mm-hmm. So I said, screw this. I put my 54 degree in the bag. I got my 8 iron out, dude. I couldn't even hit my 8 iron. Mm. So then I got so mad. I put every club in the bag. I got my driver up, dude. And I freaking like happy Gilmore the crap out of it. Just because <laughs> I was, I, dude, I was, I was that mad, dude. Mm-hmm. I just got up and tried to smack the crap out of the ball, trying to do something different. I play around. <clears throat> and we're playing a scramble. I hit a few good shots. It took me till the 18th hole. I hit a five wood off the tee in the fairway. Felt good. 
and I hit a beautiful nine iron into the green on a par five. Dude, bear in mind, this five wood, I bent around the corner. The ground's hard. Yeah, it rolls me. down. Got a big, huge kick down the hill. I've got a nine iron, dude. My nine iron normally carries about 160-ish. I had 167 to the pin. I hit this beautiful nine iron, dude. Puts it, Put it about 10 foot, 11 foot below the hole. It took me 18 holes to figure it out. That just goes to tell you, dude. Well, anything, don't worry. The dude, last time we went to happen. play, me and Maddox went with Megan's dad and brother, and it was by far the worst I had ever played. Like I, I couldn't figure anything out. Like mm-hmm. I, in the times before that, my my driver was getting straighter. Mm-hmm. I was hitting everything straight. I, everything's good. This time, mm-hmm. back to the old way. My driver, everything's going left. I'm freaking pulling all my irons. Like, I was yep. just at a loss the whole time, and I never could figure it out, which, again, you know, I don't play enough, too. But it was it was awful yeah. the last time I went, too. I've never felt that bad, and I couldn't tell you how long. It had been a long you time like since I felt like you were on 10-cup? Dude, I... Hitting I, them chili I, peppers up man. with Jackson's butt. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that was missing, dude, is me trying to hit a 7-iron down the highway. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's about the only thing that was missing, dude. I said, like, oh, yeah, I can hit a 7-iron further than you. Yeah, if I knock it down the concrete. change into your left pocket? Dude, turn your head on backwards. What I should have done, man, is I should have checked to make sure you know my boxers were on the right way, or <laughs> you, you know that my sock now. was up higher on my left leg versus my right yeah. leg. I mean, I dude, I was trying everything, dude. I thought, man, maybe it's because I was using a different ball marker today, dude. So I went back to my original <laughs> ball marker. I tried everything, dude. I was superstitious as hell the whole day, terrible day, and I still won. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no That's offense crazy to Brian, part I love that guy to death. But <laughs> well, Brian was playing with me, dude. He, was, he held me up the whole day. Did he? He held That's me up the good. whole day. Dude, it was terrible. It was so bad, dude. Talking about this, like oh. you still won, dude. I did win. I did back. still win. I, but it was, but it was terrible. It yeah. wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Brian, I wouldn't have won. It's, hey, there's it, no doubt I about it. Was like, you can win and it can look ugly, dude. And you can play good and not win and it looks good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's the same thing with hitting. Like I tell people all the time, like hitting, hitting is hard. Golfing is hard. Like mm-hmm. we, we are never going to make an excuse for a good <laughs> shot or a good hit because they're too hard to come yeah. by. Yeah, dude, it's all. It was. It was. I know this much. If I if if work gets in the way of me playing golf, by God, I am going to the driving range just to hit something. <laughs> Somehow, some way, I'm figuring out. I am not laying off for eight weeks and not swinging a club, dude. It's it was hey, you it was alien. Was, you want to know what was the worst about the last time we went? Mm. We went on New Year's Eve. Whoa, and the golf yeah. co- the golf course was packed, mm-hmm. and I can't keep a ball straight for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, sir. Yeah. Uh, didn't mean to put that on the wheel of your cart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on the seventeenth hole, we're in Crandall, so seventeenth, we're going back that yeah, way. Yeah, straight, all the way straight. And I hit that sucker. I'm talking. I blasted it, and I picked it up on the tee box of eleven. <laughs> You can ask Maddox. And there was another ball sitting over there. I picked up two of them. It was oh, literally dude. on the blue tee box dude, of I, 11 that we just left six holes in. All right. This is my... This is my <laughs> <laughs> hey, what hole was it where it's like right by the highway and stuff where there's a whole bunch of trees? Oh, that's uh, That par 15. three? That the par one three? on the very back. Yeah, the long par three? Yeah, yes. Maddox yeah. put I, one on, on the, the road. road. Yeah. So he, he's just like his father. <laughs> Everything goes left off his golf club. Are you a lefty? Yes. yes. Oh, and he dang, put it dude. on top of the highway. Yeah. I And I was I was angled like way right because yeah. I know my 
Like, it was bad. But you know, the last time we went uh-huh. with Albert, uh-huh. I took that 4-5 hybrid and I skipped it up there, remember? Yeah. Yep. So I took my 4-5 hybrid again. Mm. And I completely clear everything and put it in the trees. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a difference in distance, though, man. When you catch it clean versus catching it off, yeah. But that time, so, I remember, I skipped it across the water and it hopped did, up there. Yeah, this this is gonna be my my, my last story. I'm gonna tell you. So we're at Keaton Park, dude. Okay, and and I, and I probably shouldn't tell this story because somehow, some way, someone's gonna find a way to sue somebody. <laughs> we're on we're on the 13th hole, man. It's a par five, dude. I'm teeing off from the tips with Jeff, and. I smoke this drive. Beautiful drive, dude. Little baby cut. Leave myself about probably 180 over the water. Jeff gets up there to go hit a tee. There's a group behind us. It's busy. It's busy that day. Well, on the 13th hole, the car path sits in front of the tee box Mm -hmm. quite a ways. And there's these guys standing by their cart. Jeff gets up there to hit one. And in the back of my mind, right, like, you know when you play things in your mind and you know something's going to happen, but you want to say something, but you don't say something because you don't think it's actually going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, God, I hope he doesn't hit these people. <laughs> Dude, he, okay, he's, they're on the left of him, okay? And he's, he's, he's going straight down, lying straight down. The, Dude, he, he dog hooks this thing, dude. <laughs> like, in it. I watch this ball, and this guy is leaning on the cart like this with his hands above his head, leaning on the cart. And I watched this ball go straight, and it clocked, dude. I heard it. It was that loud, dude. It sounded like it sounded like a rugby, like a ball smacking the carcass of a pig, dude. Imagine like mm-hmm. like that that just that sound, mm-hmm. and it pegs this dude between the shoulder blades. <laughs> and <laughs> first, like I, I'm in shock. But I also want to laugh because I like you know that you know yeah. aw- you're in this yeah. awkward moment, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Jeff takes off running down. <laughs> He's running with his driver in his hand, trying to say, "Oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay." Gets up, dude. I can only imagine the next day that dude had to have a mark on him, dude. I bet you that thing blew up like a balloon. And you wouldn't and think of that with Jeff because he's so accurate. Yeah. He's so straight ahead. <laughs> It don't, dude. It tops up and smacks him right between the shoulder blades. We take off, and he's like, "It's okay, it's okay." So we take off. Jeff goes, "Man, I thought I killed him because <laughs> he dropped to the floor." Dude, I'm I like, bet. "Oh my god, dude, I killed the guy!" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I am laughing so hard. He's like, "What are you laughing?" I said, "Jeff, I don't know what else to do. What am no. I supposed? To, I don't know what to do. I'm laughing so hard." But it, dude, it clocks him right between the shoulder blades, dude. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So now, when we step on that tee, if there's a team. <laughs> Like, hey, y'all, y'all want to move back yeah. a little bit? <laughs> Go behind the tree or something. <laughs> I was so nervous. The only thing I could do was laugh. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. no other reaction. I couldn't do anything but laugh. Like, at least the guy was okay. But I'm laughing so hard because in my mind, I saw this coming. Like, I saw this happening in my mind, and I wanted to say something to him. Like, hey, Jeff, maybe we should tell these guys to move, but I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, exactly what I envisioned happened right in mm. front of me. Oh. But thinking about like even that last time we went, I was playing so horrible at the 18th hole. Yeah. Dude, I bomb away yep. on a driver. Mm-hmm. I get my hybrid out, bomb up there on the right side of the green, green. which kind of yep. down in there. I flip it up on the green and sink a putt. Did but, you sink that putt? Yeah, but we were we were playing uh, oh. scramble. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, her yeah, brother yeah. hit one. I'm like, well, why don't you? We'll we'll lose this stroke and play your ball. Mm-hmm. Because he had already hit, we were going to be a stroke behind, but his ball was way close. His ball was like 30 foot away. Dude, I was like 72 yards out. He's like, just go ahead and put it. It's 18th hole. Dude, 
I sink it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, That's what but happens. It, I'm like, but if I'd have sit around and played another nine, I'd have been just as bad. Mm-hmm. But. It's a game of golf for you. Anyway. All right. Well, hey. Till next time. Yep. Tee it high and let it flop.